We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready for rapid fire? I've done my part of the day, so let's do some rapid fire. You have. You have. (laughs) Well, here's what Urban Meyer said about Notre Dame on the Urban's Take with Tim May podcast. Quote, I'm still amazed that Notre Dame's got to go to Wake Forest to get a transfer quarterback. That doesn't equate to me. He's a great player, but Notre Dame's got to go recruit them. A five-star, and they should have one, two, three excellent quarterbacks. Because it's Notre Dame. You should recruit you, Ohio State, those types of top blue blood teams. You should be in the mix on every top quarterback in America and get them. End quote from Urban Meyer. You buy or sell it? Um, <laughs> I, I first want to – Stymie's comment is, is funny to me. I'm surprised that Urban Meyer still has uh, all of the stage that he has, right? Like, it, it's just kind of funny that, like, we still – like, we just kind of overlooked the collapse of the NFL. Um, and I think that's funny. But I think that Urban Meyer does bring up a good point. And I try to remove biasy when thinking about stuff like this in an outside perspective because what Urban Meyer accomplished at Ohio State – and, yes, he was a national championship coach at two different universities. Like, he's got a good track record. And so – um, I would say that this is something that we've largely criticized Notre Dame over too in the past is that it, there should be a better development of elite quarterbacks homegrown and it shouldn't come down to going to the transfer portal and getting someone like Sam Hartman. And on the flip side of that coin, I think that's what we're hopeful for is that under the new regime of Marcus Freeman, Jared Parker, Gino Gadouli, that that process can be accelerated and actually we, we can see a development and, and what Sam Hartman allows is a good quarterback who's like a Band-Aid in a temporary situation, but he also can help spearhead that development because he can teach these younger quarterbacks at the same time while he's playing, right? Like the quarterbacks can see and develop under Sam Hartman, and then hopefully they can hit the ground running. And yeah, like every university would would love to have an elite quarterback rotating in after every, you know, two or three years. That's the end goal, and it is a disappointment that Notre Dame really has been lacking in that department ever since kind of, you know, Brady Quinn and and Jimmy Clausen, really. Look, it's exactly what we've been saying this entire offseason, that if Notre Dame is to 
be, you know, is to not just get to college football playoff games, but be competitive in college football playoff games and ultimately have a, a realistic chance to win a national championship. It's got to start with the quarterback position. We have already in the last couple of cycles, starting with Kenny Minchie and CJ Carr, seen better quarterback recruiting. And again, it's we've talked about it here before. You can't like go, okay, it's like, okay, we've we've got the four. Now we'll take a, a like a low end four or a high end three star type guy. It's gotta be, you've got to get as many of the upper echelon at the very least high-end fours, borderline five-type guys, that's that's where your program is going to differentiate itself. And it's it's not it's it's not some big secret that the quarterback recruiting has not been good enough by and large over the last several years at Notre Dame. You've got to you've got to go out and you've got to get as many of these guys like he's talking about. And then at some point, if your program's successful and you've got a room full of these guys, someone's probably going to transfer. That's just the way it is. Henry apparently disagrees with me, but you know, I think Henry should be listening to me. I don't know if it's because he lives in Ohio and he just doesn't know any better or what. So like disregard the fact that it's urban Meyer. I mean, it actually makes a lot of sense, but at the same time, it's not like other programs aren't out there going after transfer portal quarterbacks either. Like, Lincoln Riley did pretty good when he took that Williams kid with him from Oklahoma to USC. And <laughs> Nick Saban was was fully willing to take Tyler Buckner from Notre Dame, for that matter. You know, like, we're in the transfer portal era. Quarterbacks and other guys are transferring all over the place. But I agree with the sentiment of what he's saying. Get as many of the high-end guys as you've got. Fill your room with that and that's where you need to be you shouldn't be well, reaching and settling on quarterbacks that's and I what's think, going to differentiate your program and i think all of that is true but i think often urban meyer kind of neglects the the kind of privilege that he had at being at ohio state i, I think it's a lot easier to grab up some of you know a, a bountiful of four or five type wide receivers quarterbacks and get them all in the same room because the name of your institution is ohio state university right and and I think that's kind of probably been the most disappointing thing is like Notre Dame is still supposed to be one of those blue blood programs, but their name alone isn't enough to entice a lot of these, you know, big time recruits to kind of all settle on Notre Dame. And I think that's going to be the, the biggest change in having Marcus Freeman here is he's just more relentless in recruiting. Yes. And I think he's going to get, he, he, and he doesn't really take no uh, for an answer. I don't think, and he doesn't make excuses. He just goes out and recruits harder and then that's going to be the difference maker and I think a lot of positions other than quarterback in the next few years at Notre Dame. It feels a little to me like you and I are Cowboys fans, obviously. Our, our, our regular listeners know that. When Rod Marinelli was the defensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys, a few years back, they famously passed on T.J. Watt in the first round <laughs> and they took Taco Charlton instead. Because that's who Rod Marinelli want. Rod Marinelli wanted system fit over higher end talent to be in his system. And ultimately, look how things worked out for Rod Marinelli. He got guys to play hard, but they're they're a lot more talented now that they've got a different approach there. And that's how it feels kind of with the way Brian Kelly slash Tommy Reese were doing their recruiting with the quarterback position yes. at Notre Dame. They were going for what they felt was a system fit rather than necessarily 
the 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 best possible talent they could get to fill that position. And this goes literally back to a conversation that we had 30 minutes ago of why this is exciting and Notre Dame is going to come out in different personnel this week is they're not just trying to make their system fit against the defense. They're allowing you know their their quote unquote system to kind of expand out and, and do more things and take advantage of what's being presented against them. And I think that's what the same holds true with these quarterbacks. Like you just brought up, it felt like Brian Kelly had a cookie cutter kind of, you know, for what he, he wanted An his quarterback what he to be. Wanted. Yeah. And, and, and again, his offense wasn't anything overly too complex or too dynamic. And so you didn't have high end quarterbacks needed for that. I, I think Brian Kelly's main objective was, and that's what I, I ultimately I think that's what's not gotten them over the hump in the past. They just don't yes. have that dynamic quarterback to win you the big games. They'll they'll consistently win you the games that you're supposed to, but they don't win you the big games. And I think that's ultimately what is going to be the difference with Sam Hartman this year is he's going to win the big games or he's he's going to give you a better chance at winning those big games. Georgia could win a national championship with Stetson Bennett at quarterback because they had five-star guys yeah, everyone else all over the defense. that's right he did, did it the other way around now again it's not like clemson neglected other positions and just went out and got deshaun watson and trevor lawrence but they won two national championships with those guys, those guys and some other good you know, talent sprinkled throughout the roster but the quarterbacks were what were what separated them in those national championship seasons at clemson and if if Notre Dame is able to start getting closer to that level at, at quarterback, they're going to be a heck of a lot more competitive because they're also getting more, even though they're not getting five-star guys right now, they're getting more four-star guys. And that's why you're seeing some of the depth already that we're talking about. They've, they've got more depth now because they've hit, had better hits in the last few recruiting cycles with more four-star guys, and you're seeing them on the roster right now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Tobias Merriweather, a guy who came up today during uh, Marcus Freeman's Zoom. And, of course, Tobias did not have a catch last week. Here's what Marcus Freeman said about his sophomore wideout. I think he's he's been um, really good in practice, you know, and he's been, to me, dying to, to have more of a role um, after last season. And so he's done a great job in the preparation and, and – you know what? I know he didn't score a touchdown, but but he did some really good, good things in the game. And sometimes a stat sheet doesn't show that. But we were pleased with what he did in the game, and and we really look forward to him have another uh, a great opportunity to have a big game this week. Marcus Freeman not giving up on Tobias Merriweather. What'd you think of that? Yeah, and it's it's one game into the season. Um, and we've talked about this a little bit before, you know, all these wide receivers are going to get their shots. It's just a matter of whether, you know, they're, they're going to catch the ball. And Tobias Merriweather, meaning that Sam Hartman's going to get the ball to him and it's going to go to whoever is open. There's going to be no forcing the ball. Again, it's whoever's going to be open and whoever's going to be open on that day. Um, and just it just so happened that it, that day wasn't Tobias Merriweather's day against Navy, but his day will be coming. Um and it's good to see that he did other things uh, well outside of just catching the ball, right? Because in a game where you're scoring a lot of points um, and you're expected to kind of have that breakout kind of season and it's not really going your way, it's easy to hang your head um, and kind of mope and pout. But that's not what he did. He was still a tremendous blocker, you know, on the edge uh, for his wide receivers after they caught the ball um, and during design run plays as well. So I think Tobias Mellerweather, as long as he continues to do what he does, um, his chances will come. Um, and, and again, I, I think that it, it's just going to be dependent on the day. Um, Nobody wants to hear about Tobias Merriweather being a great blocker. <laughs> you know, they, they want to see him catch passes and they want to see him make big plays because that's what he was recruited to do. And that's what everyone has in mind. And we all think that he's, he's going to, but you're exactly right. Like I, I'm not going to sweat it. If Tobias didn't have a catch, in game one, he did have an opportunity, a couple opportunities to make a catch, didn't come up with it. But I think, I think in the balance, it's all going to work out fine. I think these all these guys are all going to be making plays throughout the course of the season. It's just one out of twelve that we've got to see so far. How about Jordan Batello had a good game himself at defensive end for the Fighting Irish, and of course he stepped into the spot that is uh was uh vacated by well and i see that. <laughs> uh, of course i don't have the jordan Batello clip so we're gonna have to skip that so we will uh we will move along because i don't have the Batello clip here i apologize for that but you're just teasing everyone i know i know speaking of quarterbacks joseph thanks for the super chat do either of us think kenny menchie gets any snaps saturday i will say this 
I don't think he will get any meaningful snaps if he gets any. I think best case scenario for Kenny Menchie is he gets in maybe the last series of the game and he hands off a couple of times. I literally think that's it. Steve Angeli, if the if and when the situation presents itself, Steve Angeli will get the more meaningful of the backup quarterback snaps in if, big if, I think Kenny Menchie gets in into the game, I don't think he's going to be throwing any passes. Yeah, I, I largely agree with what you said. I think, again, it's going to look a lot like Navy last week. I think you'll see Angeli in there towards the end of the third quarter, uh, start of the fourth quarter, hopefully. Um, I think you'll see Steve Angeli be able to run a, a more open offense. I, obviously not the same offense as Sam Hartman, but I think you'll see him get into more. It's just not going to be handing the ball off. I think you'll see a couple passing plays um, here and there. And I, I agree with what you said. I think if Steve Angeli's unit puts up a couple, you know, a touchdown or two, um, and they're still continuing to, you know, as we think they will be blowing out Tennessee State. Um, I think you'll see uh, Minchie there at the end, maybe the last possession or two. And like you said, it would just be all kind of handoffs by that point and, and really trying to <laughs> to kill whatever clock is remaining. But I, I don't think you'll see any drop back passes out of Kenny Minchie. Stymie saying uh, Ren and Stempy on the lookout for the pizza delivery guy. What has got Henry <laughs> and Scooby so fired up in there? I don't know yeah. because – I don't when all that action was going on, they were literally fighting each other like <laughs> five feet away from me. And every oh. now and then they get a little too aggressive and you kind of have to like make sure that one's not like, you know, holding the other one by the neck. But uh -huh. I yeah, they're just they're I think they're anxious. It's the end of the day. They haven't been outside in a while. Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> So Notre Dame defensive coordinator Al Golden said this earlier this week when he was asked about Navy showing things offensively that the Irish hadn't seen on film going into the game. Quote, oh, God, I was a bleep show. How does that sound? I mean, what do you want me to do? I mean, I don't even know what you want me to say. Again, credit to Navy, but it was just, as I said, it was crazy for a really, really long time. New formations, new little trinkets, shifting from unbalanced back to normal, jet motion, they did a great job, end quote. What do you think, Jess? I think uh, Al Golden gives kind of the the honest reaction and probably the, the reaction in the moment is, you know, oh, crap. Like, this is already a, a, an offense where you have to be disciplined and detail-oriented. And then they come out and looks like he said unbalanced. They're using a lot of jet motion. Um, and, and to really all that is is just window dressing. As long as you keep your assignments – you know, clean, um, it's going to be okay. And I think, I think ultimately what happened is, and I think Golden kind of said this in another comment in his press conference, um, he really relied on the experience and just, uh, he called his linebackers problem solvers at one point. And I think that is the biggest thing to take away from this is he's got such a, you know, these Notre Dame linebackers are, are experienced and they're just old and wise. And when you hear J.D. Bertrand spent the entire offseason going through different opponents and game planning week by week and, you know, talking to great NFL linebackers, that's that's the definition of a problem solver. And so the advantage that Al Golden has is when situations like this happen, he's got problem solvers on the field of Kaiser, Leofau, mm -hmm. and Bertrand, who are his eyes and ears, and they can diagnose what's going on. They come back to the sideline. And then the group of them get together, and that's really when the problem solving happens. And I, I, I just think it's a it's a credit to how good J.D. Bertrand, Jack Kaiser, and Maris Leofau were in that game, 
is that they were just problem solvers and they didn't panic when they saw something kind of out of ordinary. Um, and so, yeah, I just think it's great that Al Golden basically has an extension of himself there on the field, many defensive coordinators kind of ultimately. He talked when he took the job about the fact that in the NFL, you can't wait until halftime to make some adjustment. You've got to go play to play series to series. And when you've got veteran guys like he's got out there, starting with JD Bertrand, it gives you that benefit for sure. And I think that he, he kind of leans on them to an extent, the same way we've talked about Jared Parker being able to lean on Sam Hartman with, 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 what Sam Hartman is able to do and quickly diagnose JD Bertrand Kaiser. They, they do that as well. So, but, but to see them get these look, especially from a triple option with these different formations, different stuff that Navy was showing right away. And to see them be able to, because they gashed them a couple of times right off the bat, 31 total yards on the first three plays. And then all of a sudden they're able to adjust really quickly and they're able to, to, to shut it down and, and Navy only had a couple decent drives the whole rest of the game. So really, really credit to them for being able to, uh, to recognize adjust and, and do it. And I think you're right. It, um, it goes to the quarterbacks that they've got or the uh, linebackers, but essentially the quarterbacks of the defense that they've got out there. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Ian book was released this week by the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, to me, it was disappointing and kind of surprising. You know, I, I didn't think that Ian book, um, was a guy who ultimately was going to challenge anyone for a starting spot. I think he was going to be a solid kind of career-type backup guy. But the, the thing about Ian Book is where does he really fit in in the NFL level? He's not, he's not got the big arm and, you know, the, the great passing abilities um, that, that, you know, like the Patrick Mahomes, um, Allen has, or – you know, going down the list, Trevor Lawrence got, you know, Justin Herbert. He doesn't have the big arm, big passing game ability. And so where he fits in is an offense like the Philadelphia Eagles, something like Jalen Hurts, where it's not a lot of, um, you know, it, the quarterback can rely on his athleticism a little bit more. And I think that's a, an advantage of, of uh, Ian Book. And again, it's an offense where, you're relying on your wide receivers, and it's a lot of kind of shorter, over-the-middle, quicker, intermediate routes. It's not your heavy-hitting, downfield kind of, you know, deep passing plays. And so there's only a few offenses that I think Ian Book truly fits in in the NFL, um, and, and the Eagles was one of them. And so when you start kind of – when you see his being released by a team like the Eagles, it, it, again, it just kind of shrinks his window more and more because there's a limited amount of teams – where Ian Book's skill set ultimately fits, I think, at the end of the day. And that's the bigger issue is he just doesn't have all the tools of, you know, what it means to be an NFL quarterback ultimately. And that's why when you look at his prospects going forward, they start to look more, you know, not good. <laughs> all that's because of where now you've been with two teams. You've only had one opportunity to show yourself. That was with the Saints in his rookie year. That did not go well. And then Sean Payton, <laughs> decided to step away and now Sean Payton of course is back with the Denver Broncos so I don't know if maybe that becomes a, I can see like the Broncos or a Ravens be like if he yeah. could be like a, a third string quarterback but that's the thing. Those. when you're in his position you've you've got to get in there and you've got to kind of show what you can do behind the scenes on that practice squad to give yourself an opportunity to stick around for a couple of years and then maybe if you're fortunate <laughs> 
you turn into a number two type of guy. And then if something happens with the starter, you get an opportunity to actually get out there on the field and show that you can get it done. And then when you do that, even if you don't stick with that team, it gives yourself an opportunity to, to get on with somebody else. But it's 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 going the wrong direction for Ian Book right now. So it's very unfortunate that he wasn't able to at least stick on with the Philadelphia Eagles because because being in that, that like number three scout team quarterbacks are a dime a dozen, basically. He's got to get on with somebody and open somebody's eyes when he's in there in that building with them. And he's got to do it pretty quickly or else his career is is not going to be much longer, I, I, I fear. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply couple of questions popped up. Ty Kramer or Ty Croner, interesting question about the 425 defense Tennessee State runs that we were talking about earlier. And he said, you know, Ohio State runs it as well. How much do you work on 425 beater plays against ten- Tennessee State, but not show too much for Ohio State? Yeah, I think this is a really good question. Ultimately, is a really good opportunity or scenario for someone like Notre Dame because of what Ty Croner just brought up is this is a defense that they're going to be playing in a, in a few weeks um, and obviously on a much higher stage and a much elevated opponent. So what do you do? You come out against Tennessee state and I wouldn't say, I wouldn't use the word practice because it's not practice, but I, I think you run plays to kind of get a feel of how they work against the four two five. You don't t- show too much um, and, and you determine really kind of what works. And then by the time Ohio state rolls around, you're working on different wrinkles or plays that you showed on film, maybe, you know, I think what you're going to establish against Tennessee state is like your base sort of plays of what works well against the four, two, five. Um, and you'll run some of those more plays against Ohio state, but then you'll start to run, you know, wrinkles or different looks out of those different plays that you didn't show on film that would potentially cause confusion for a team like Ohio state. But I just think it's a really good opportunity to kind of feel out what, what works against this defense, knowing that you're going against a, a much bigger opponent in a few weeks that runs the same type of defense. Yeah, same kind of defense, but the athletes are going to be a lot different. So some right. of the mismatches that you can get in a game like this are going to look a heck of a lot different when you're talking about an Ohio State versus Tennessee State. There is no line on this game. <laughs> I think Vegas. the books are afraid, especially after last week. I just don't think they know I what know. to make of Notre Dame yet. I know. Because I what? think they vastly underrated their offensive production for the season. And then they mm-hmm. saw what they did last week. It was like an offensive explosion. I think it really kind of caused them to recalibrate there a little bit. They don't exactly have a feel for what Notre Dame's offense is going to be. What kind of line would you give this game, Notre Dame-Tennessee State? So remind me, was Navy 28 and a half? 
No, it was 20 and a half. Oh, it was 20 and a half. I, 20 and a half. I think that's where I would take the Tennessee State game. I would take it to like 28 and a half. I, it would be, I would take it to around the 30 point range. I would I would give it like 40, 45. Oof, right? 40, that's a huge 40. spread. Well, it's it's Notre Dame versus an FCS school that is not good. I mean, look at the numbers that Chi-Town is pointing out. Their offense rating in the subdivision abysmal. They're 800 plus in offensive rating. Their quarterback had more than 300 negative rushing yards last year. He had like 96 rushing attempts, and I think he ended up with like 60-some total rushing yards last year because he was sacked 35 times. He only threw eight <laughs> touchdown passes, only threw four. So, like, I, if, if Navy is 20 and a half, I would at least double it. I would make it. My my. So you're giving line. it like more two more touchdowns. I think you're what at like 34 and a half. Then no, I'm 40 and a half. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I mean, you've seen you've seen 40 and a half point lines and 45 <laughs> point plus lines. With Usually when Alabama plays an FCS opponent, yeah. Ty says 42 and a half. I think that's a good line right there. I would take that one. I would take 42 and a half. <laughs> I can't believe you're only saying four touchdowns in this game because I don't think Tennessee State's going to find the end zone in this game. I just don't know when Notre Dame's going to take their foot off the gas ultimately. Mm. That's true. That's true. What about an over-under point uh, overall point total on this game? Where are you going? Chi-Town actually was thinking along with this. I started this earlier. He said over under 60 points. I think that's where I was. I was thinking 59 and a half. And I was, I'm not just saying that. Like I was right before you pulled this up, I was right around the 59.5 area. Yeah. I think so as well. And like, I, I might actually set it a little bit lower because of what you said. Notre Dame is just blowing the doors off these guys. How, how much do they downshift and just try to get this game over with and not completely embarrass them out there? Like how much? I think Simey brings up a good point. If the line is forty-two and a half, that means the over/under should be forty-two and a half. <laughs> that's that's fair too, and that's why I'm saying it needs to be higher. That's why I had it up around fifty because look, Notre Dame just scored forty-two points against Navy, barely breaking a sweat, and they forty-five total points were scored in that game. I, just, I think most, almost all the scoring is going to be done by Notre Dame. I, I think I'm I'm going back up again. I'm putting it at, at like fifty and a half. I'm going fifty and a half, and it's all going to be Notre Dame. Yeah, probably fair. The over under should also be the same. I I can't give my game prediction because we're saving that. But I I okay. I, I do think a burger is going to be involved in this game. Okay. Chad said he just got his ticket for Ohio State. At Notre Dame, looking forward to it. Was at the Clemson Notre Dame game last year. Hope it's as awesome for our Irish as that one. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Josh is predicting fifty-two to three. Tommy is saying the over under forty-nine point <laughs> seven. Okay, because <laughs> uh, we're 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 doing we're doing tens of points now. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I think I think one team's going to score a lot, and the other team is going to score next to nothing. So I do have Tennessee State scoring some points, but not much. All right. Well, that's going to do it for tonight. 
Don't forget, we've got IB Countdown coming up this weekend. Countdown to kickoff. So we've got that coming up for you. And, of course, we've got the game coming up Saturday in the post-game show afterwards. Putting in work 62-6. to I would not be shocked if it is right (laughs) around that number. I would not be shocked at all. John saying 56 nothing, Notre Dame. I think they're breaking 50. I, I'm not. I'm not. Wanted to give a shout all. out to the 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 six one five random goat, the the Middle Tennessee or sorry, the Tennessee State fan that jumped into the chat. Said he'll just be happy if TSU gets in the end zone. Oh, I didn't I just want that. our boys to keep fighting. This is awesome to be able to play a school like Notre Dame. I think that's a really awesome comment, and yeah, I, I, I think that's. You know, again, it, it's you, you don't just show up to a school and, and you know, be it, it, just be excited for the opportunity. Obviously, you're playing to win. But I think that's a lot of sentiment that's going to come out of this weekend for a lot of, you know, Tennessee State fans, players, coaches and stuff. I just think it's there. It's a good opportunity for both teams, no matter kind of what happens on the scoreboard. <laughs> Irish Town says he heard Henry predicted 77 to nothing. Henry is being very mute right now. So, yeah, I, last time I heard he was thinking like uh, 62 to three, but yeah, you know, that was last time we checked in. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up with that. Hit the like button on your way out. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. And again, of course, don't forget countdown to kickoff. The uh, pods will drop Saturday morning. So we will be talking to you then. Hit the like button, subscribe, rate, and review. We'll talk to you later. IB Nation Sports Talk. make decisions for your company you always look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your process to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents books and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.